0: Let me just give you a little bit of my heart real quick here. Uh, this, you know, this weekend will be July 4th, and I know some of you are going to be traveling, blessings, traveling, mercies to you. But we're going to start a series this Sunday, and one of the F words is freedom. And, man, I, I've been praying about this, guys. This has been going on, rolling around with me for six to eight weeks. And i tell you, man, I'm telling you, things are beginning to, to bust open inside me. Just I'm telling you, there is an expectation And, and just some of the, the things that I believe as, as believers we go to and I, or we go through and I've gone through is this. I see the Word of God. And when I see the scriptures that says Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, He came to set the captives free. He came to, to, to break the yokes of bondage. When I see those things, guys, when I see the Word of God, I believe it. I look at it and I believe it. But the dilemma that happens to me is this. I don't see that. I don't see that happening within our churches. And I know this, that the Word of God's true. The Word of God will do precisely what it says it will do. So I realize the problem isn't in the Word of God and the problem isn't with Father God. I believe it's with us. And so, man, I begin to look at things, and, and I really believe that Jesus still sets the captives free. He still wants to heal the brokenhearted. And so what happens in our life a lot of times, guys, we, we get things because of our experiences in life that hurt us. Hurts, pains, abandonment, rejections. And what ultimately happens, if we're not careful, we get over where we have unforgiveness, we have bitterness, we have anger within us, and a lot of times we've been this way for so long in our lives, we think this is normal. Well, it's not normal. that Jesus said, "I came to give you life and that more abundantly." And so the other day in meeting with this South African minister, we just began to share some things, and he said, "Do you ever feel like the Word of God's not producing like you want it to?" I said, "Yeah." I said, actually, as a minister, I feel like at times we've just put band-aids on things. And he said, I'll tell you what we've done as believers. He said, it's like when you go out and you mow the lawn. He said, you cut off the very heads and the tops of those dandelions. And he said, your yard looks good for a couple days. But he said, after you ever notice after about three days, the dandelions are already this tall. And he said, what happened is we gave him a haircut, but he said we never dealt with the root. And I looked at him and I grinned and I said, yeah, yeah. See, that's what we've done within the church. We've we've cut things down, but we've never dealt with those things on the inside. And so we're going to begin this on Sunday, and I think it's going to be incorporated on Wednesday nights. And And some of you have heard the word called inner healing. Don't let those words freak you out. Because I believe God's wanting to heal hearts. He's wanting to get us where we become free. And and we have different ones in our church who've experienced freedoms in their life. But I believe, I'm telling you, God wants to unleash His, His power and His Word back in our lives. Where it becomes fruitful. So, that's what's going to take place on Sunday, but we're not at Sunday yet, so we better get back to what we've been talking about. Go with me tonight to the book of... Uh, 1 Peter 5, way back there in the back. You'll come to Hebrews and then James, and then you'll tap into 1 Peter. 1 Peter 5, I had people ask me, they said, why do you tell people where to go in the Bible? Well, for years of my life, I didn't know where to go in the Bible. And I took every hint I could get. I loved when a minister would tell me, this is is the gospel truth. When I was at Bible school, and they would say to go to what book and chapter and places, I still didn't know where to go. You don't want to be embarrassed about that. And so I just like people to get there where you begin to learn the Scriptures. A lot of times the way I know where I'm going, i got to start quoting the books of the Bible to myself. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You know, I start doing that. And so we're in 1 Peter tonight. And each one of us, we, li- we-, we live by grace or we need to learn to and a sure sign that I've quit living by grace is when I become frustrated. I become where, I, where I'm worried and I'm disappointed. And so anytime you get over there and you start worrying about life, you live frustrated. It's a good sign that you're not living by grace. Because remember, God said, my grace is sufficient. My grace will help you. And so what we've learned here the last few weeks, is I'm either going to trust God, or I'm going to try to achieve things by my trying. And Guys, when I try to do stuff, man, I don't do very well. I don't last very long. So here we are, 1 Peter 5, verse 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another, and be clothed with humility. Now, I I like that part right there. He tells us here, we've got to be clothed with humility. And we talked last week in James 4, and I encourage you to read it, that one of the signs of humility is that I humble myself where I ask Father God. You have not because you ask not. Now, a lot of times in our lives as humans, we get over where we think, I don't need no help. I got life figured out. Really? Really? We ain't got life figured out, guys. I'm going to tell you that none of us do. And none of us ever will. And so why don't we ask Father God, the very person who created us. And so that's humility. And so he says, be clothed with humility. Now, the next phrase we get into, guys, remember last week, this was in James 4 also. And he said this, God resists. The proud. God resists the proud. Now I begin to look at this in a lot of different translations. Listen what the Amplified says for that right there. It says God sets himself against the proud. He opposes the proud. He frustrates the proud. And he defeats the proud. Now when I read that in the Amplified, I looked and I thought, you know what? That right there gives me a lot of insight on what Father God thinks about pride. He's not real fond of it. Because the heart and the mentality of pride and arrogance is, I don't need anybody. I don't need... He says here, he resists the proud, but once again, what does he do? He gives grace to the humble. His grace means he favors us, he blesses us, And a great definition of grace is He will empower you. And so this is what God wants to do. Verse 6, Therefore, humble yourselves, lower yourselves, where? Under the mighty hand of God. Lower yourself in your estimation and look to God. Why? That He may exalt you in due time. That He may promote you at the right time. Now, I like what he said here, that God, that He may exalt you. Now, notice there, it didn't say that we would exalt ourselves. He said that when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, He's going to exalt us. He's going to help us. Man, I I tell you, that blesses me right there, knowing, man, if I just come and ask God to help me today, Yield to God, stand before Him just like this and say, Oh, Father God, help me today. I need you today. You know what He says? I'm going to exalt you today. I'm going to help you today. Keep reading. Verse 7. Casting all your care. Now my Bible, you know what I did? I really highlighted the word all. I highlighted it. The last times I looked in Webster's definition of the word all, it still meant all. That's deep, isn't it? Now God said, cast, or he said, cast all your care upon him. Now that word care, listen to this. The word care there means your anxieties, your worries, your distractions, your your concerns, your burdens you know what, it's very easy to get over there with worry and concerns and burdens. But if I look right here, he said, Cast all your cares, your worries, your burdens, where? Upon whom? Upon Him. For He cares for you. And so when I cast this upon them, God God expels my, my cares with His grace. Now, do you really think God would say to cast all our cares upon Him if He couldn't handle them or if He didn't want them? No. And so this is where we get back over to grace, where we say, okay, Father God, if you want all my cares, then I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to let you have them. And I believe this, guys, when I get to that point where I know in my heart I've done that, there's going to become a peace upon you just an incredible peace. Tell you guys, there's days in my life right now that it, it, it kind of feels like I've, I've grown angel wings. I just kind of float through the day and things don't bother me. Father God just graced me on the way to work. People cut me off in traffic and tell me I'm number one and i praise the Lord. Blessings to you. It's a grace of God. And so, you know what, I just sort of think, okay, Father God, if you said you want them, I'm going to give them to you. Now, let's go a little bit further tonight. Let's go to the book of Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Now, as you're turning there, we know in Ephesians 2 that the Bible says that we've been saved by grace through faith. We've been saved by grace through faith. Now, I, I ask myself this, how does that work, Lord? How does by grace through faith work? Well, i got a little illustration that, that I'm going to show you tonight. And I believe this will help you. And this, this fan up here isn't here for looks or to even cool, cool you. I'm going to use it tonight to show you something. And so this is what happened. I turned the switch on and nothing happens. Why? Thank you. It's not plugged in. It's not plugged in. So what happens in our lives, guys, right there, like this fan? A lot of times, I believe that's why our prayers aren't answered. Because many times, I get my eyes focused on the blessing or the promise. And so in this situation, the blessing is this fan. And I say, oh, Father God. By faith, that fan's gonna work. That fan is gonna do what I want it to. And so I keep my focus on that. And then when it doesn't work, you know what a lot of times we say? I gotta get more faith. I gotta get more I remember years ago in the 80s that if you were ever in a, in a prayer line and they prayed for you, nothing happened, you know what they'd say? You gotta get more faith. You gotta get more faith. And so we fight and say, man, I gotta get more faith i got to start confessing the Word more. I've I got to start believing I receive. That's it, that's it, that's it. But Jesus said in Matthew 17, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now how big is that? It's so small that if it was on my finger right now, you probably couldn't see it. And so the Bible talks about that when we get born again, we've all been given the measure of faith. So really what ends up happening, instead of needing more faith, you know what, we got to get to the point. i got to get my eyes focused off the promise and on the source of power. I can pray the rest of my life for this fan to blow cold air and to cool us, but guys, it's never going to happen until I get plugged in. And so that's what happens in our faith. So long, you know what we do? Our eyes stay focused on the promise instead of the promiser. And my eyes stay focused on the blessing instead of the blesser. Now I'm not gonna downplay faith. I'm not gonna downplay it. Faith is important. But I got to understand, remember, I'm saved how? By grace. By, gra- that's the power. I got to stay plugged into this. And so I can have all the faith in the world, but if I'm not hooked up and I'm not looking to the source of power, which is God and His grace, it ain't ever going to happen. Now I'm going to shut this off so you can hear me. I've done that before, guys. Where I kept saying, man, I've got to have more faith, I've got to have more faith, I've got to have more faith. But the issue wasn't the faith. I'd got my eyes off of Father God. Now, look at Mark chapter 11. And this is the passage here. That when Jesus was hungry one day, remember, he cursed the fig tree. And the fig tree withers. Pick up with me in verse 20. Mark eleven twenty. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, teacher, look. The fig tree which you cursed or spoke to is withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, that whoever says of this mountain, Be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says, he will have, or will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, three different times over and over there, Jesus talked about what I say. So there was a time in my life that you've probably done this. I focused on saying, man, I speaking to the mountain, speaking to the, man, there was days I would walk around and all I did is I'd bind, i loose, i rebuke, i pray. Man, I was speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking. Now I'm not downplaying confession. Look at verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I begin to do that. I would walk around and say, Oh, Father God, I believe I received the day. And so my whole intent, my whole attention span, my whole livelihood was, man, I gotta keep saying the word of God. I gotta keep speaking the word of God. I gotta keep believing I receive. How many have ever done that? I'm not downplaying this, guys. I'm not downplaying the importance of speaking the word. I'm not downplaying believing you receive. But I want you to note something that started all this in verse 22. Look real close. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. In other words, don't put all your faith in your faith. Don't look and think, oh, it's all based off of my words and it's all based off of me believing I receive. No, I got to keep my eyes looked on God. See, I can have all the faith in the world, but if I'm not looking to God. So how do I stay plugged into the source? I believe through faith. Well, Jesus was telling us here how faith works. I got to keep my eyes on God. God's grace, God's power. So how is the through faith working? Man, I start speaking the Word of God. I start speaking what I believe is going to happen. And when I pray, I believe I receive it. And guess what God will begin to do? He will begin to bless us. Now to receive anything, I must trust God. I must look to God. I can't keep my eyes on the promise. See, I can look at that fan all day. I can tell that fan all day, Oh, I think you're going to blow cold air on me. You're going to blow cold air on me. That thing ain't ever going to blow cold air. Until it's plugged in. Until it's plugged in. And see, that's what we got to do in faith. So when I get plugged in, what am I getting plugged into? God's grace. God's power. And I begin to say, I thank you, Father God. I'm trusting you today. I'm believing you today. Oh, I thank you, Father God, that your word's coming to pass today. Your word, Father God. Your word. Now, Back to our confession and believing I receive, guys. I, I believe in every bit of that. I teach that. I live that. But I miss out when I start leaving out God's grace. And so maybe that's what you've done. I can honestly say to you, for, for years of my life, that's what I did. And I'm telling you, for, for years of my life, I had faith put in me. Faith, and I'm thank God for that. I mean, the the, the, the word of faith. You gotta live by, I realize all that, but I can't forget the source. I can focus on the blessing all I want, but if I forget the one who does the blessing, I'm never gonna get it. That's the grace of God, where I think, oh, Father God, I thank you. Now, look back to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter four. Woo, I'm saved by grace through faith. Stay plugged in. Stay plugged in. Stay plugged in. And you may be asking right now, well, how do I stay plugged in? Well, there's some things we can do. Ephesians chapter number 3. Ephesians 3. Let me get there. Thank the Lord for grace today. Hallelujah. Man, I don't know about you. I, I tell you, this, this has enriched me incredibly, guys. Enriched me Incredibly. And you say, you got to be no, I'm, t- I'm telling you guys, this has done something for me. It's changed my prayer life, just unbelievably. And I believe this is what God wants, where uh, my, my prayer shouldn't be a struggle. My, my life as a believer, it shouldn't be a struggle. And so you know, I, I'm sitting in my office this afternoon, you know what I got to think, But man, i got a good life. You know what I' got to do? I get to preach the word of God today. You know what I like about the product that I get to preach about? It's never outdated. It never goes stale. It's all That's Jesus. And so I I got excited. I thought, man, I'm telling you, my life is well. Because, thank you, Father God, I'm just going to let you do everything you want to do for me. Ephesians 3, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now get this right here. That he would grant you. He wants to grant you something. What does he want to grant you? According to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened. With might through his spirit in the inner man. Now what I want you to see here. He wants to grant you two things right there that he said. Number one. I want to grant you what? According to His riches in glory. His riches. Not my riches. His riches. He wants to grant that to you and me. The second thing He says here, to be strengthened with might. You know what He's talking about there? His might, it is His power. I want to strengthen you with whose power? His might. His power through His Spirit in the inner man. So God's wanting to grant us some things, guys. How do I allow that to happen? I say, Father God, go ahead and do it. I welcome that. I humble myself, Lord. Fill me up with your riches today. Fill me up with your strength today. Once again, that comes just humble yourself. and say, okay. Verse 17. That Christ may dwell in you in your hearts. How? Once again, look what it says. Through faith. Through faith. By grace we've been saved. Through faith. That you've been rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, and that word comprehend there means not just intellectually, but through experiences. He wants you and me through our life's experience to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. Now, the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with what? All the fullness of God. I'm going to tell you, Father God, just fill me up with all your fullness. Everything that you are. You know, in Psalm 23 it says that the Lord fills my cup, that my cup overflows. I believe God's wanting to do that with the fullness of God. Now, look at verse 20. Now to him, the King James says, now unto him who is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above. See, the victory isn't in methods, but it's in Him. Now to Him is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what? All that we ask or think. Now we get back again, guys. James 4. You have not because you ask not. So he said, not only do I want to do the things you, you ask for, I want to do exceedingly abundantly above what, what, what we could even ask or think about. And God wants to bless us, guys. He wants to take care of us. So he says this, Who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to what? According to the power, which is God's grace, that works where? In us. In us. Now when I look at all this, I begin to see, man, God's going to empower me. How? I just start asking Him. Thank you, Father God. God wants to bless us. Now the grace of God, you can't buy it, but you can sure receive it. You can sure receive it. And when I think about the the characteristics of even a, a, a parent... And they just want to bless their kids. Just want their kids, you know, I mean, I don't need a show of hands, but every one of us in here that are parents, you would say this, I want my kids to experience life better than I did. Well, I'm going to tell you guys right now, we can't even compare to what Father God wants to do for us. He said, I want to do exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think." You know what I'm, my thought is? Go ahead. Go ahead. Father God, if you want it, spoil me rotten father god the fullness of god Now, when we start talking about the fullness of god we're talking about he wants your life to be full of joy he wants your life to be full of peace he wants your life to be full of happiness he wants your cup to overflow with goodness and mercy and so part of this happening is i got to get back here guys where i say okay father god oh give me grace Give me grace. Now, once again, when frustration, worries, anxieties, cares, burdens start trying to come upon you, I'm going to tell you guys, it's a sure sign. It should be a red flag to us. Man, I've gotten away from God's grace. God, Father God, bring me your grace. And remember 1 Peter 5, 5, he says, cast all your cares. So, you know what, I say, all right, Lord. And I think at times we just need to take think about all our cares or burdens and say, all right, Lord, here we go. I'm going to come down here and lay them at your feet. You can have them, Father God. Now, how do I stay plugged into God's grace? I believe the Word gives us insight on that. In the book of Luke chapter 10, you you remember the passage there, uh, verses 38 through 42, it was with Mary and Martha. And and Jesus said to, to Martha, He said, Martha, Martha, you're troubled and worried about many things. Many things. But He said, Mary has found the one thing is needed. This is Luke 10.39. And what did Jesus say? The one thing that Mary did, she came to the feet of Jesus. You know what that is? That I develop a relationship with Jesus. To come to the feet of Jesus, you know what that's saying? I'm, I'm just laying all my stuff down. I'm bowing to you as Lord and Savior. I just want to hang out with you today, Jesus. I'm going to tell you, that's how I stay plugged in. When I start hanging around with Jesus, and the second thing he said in there, she, she comes to my feet, and she hears my word. She hears my word. Something happens, guys, when I start hearing the word of God. I love to read the word of God, because you know what I find out in the word of God? These promises right here. What's the promise tonight? And he wants to fill us with his fullness. I don't want you leaving here tonight thinking, well, God doesn't want to do that for me. Yeah, He does. Remember what that passage said in Ephesians, what we just read? To the entire family. To the entire... You know what the family of God is? Every one of us is getting born again. In the kingdom of God, there ain't no black sheep. We're all sons and daughters. And so He's invited every one of us and He said, man, I want to bless you. I want to help you. I want to help you get through this thing called life. Because John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. And so one of His blessings, guys, is the grace of God. The grace of God. I don't know about you, but when we sing that song, freedom reigns in this place, showers of mercy and grace falling on my Man, I'm telling you, I sing that for days. I wear that out. And so I I just envision this. Father, God's raining down on me. He's raining down mercy and grace. Mercy and grace. And you know what? My prayer's been for two months now for every one of us in this room that God graces you to be the best man, the best woman. That God graces you to be the best husband, the best wife. That God graces you at work today. That His grace has fallen upon us. Every one of us in this house, Father God, we want your grace. We welcome your grace. But it comes to this. 1 Peter 5.5 five. I humble myself. I humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And I say, alright Lord. Alright Father God. And I'm telling you guys, I believe God loves it. I believe He loves it. When we begin to ask Him. Oh Father God, help me today. Help me today. Stand on your feet with me.